Good morning, everyone. Well, actually, it's just Bojana and I right now. Good morning, Bojana. How are you, Allison? I'm wonderful, thank you. Um, it's just the two of us right now, so we can say a little prayer and um, see who pops back in and go from there. How's that? We could do that, or we could just uh, take a two or three minutes chat break and see what happens. You got it. How are you, my friend? We're on, and, and we do. I do have the recording set, so okay. Uh, keep that. So just so you know. Well, I feel how like. <laughs> well, I'd rather ask you how you are. How you are. But I will answer your question. I kind of feel like a like a soldier when they go into basic training and they learn how to move on their bellies through the mud and on their on their elbows. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel I've been moving in, in the last couple of days. But um I feel the intensity of the astrological configurations. And I've always kept that in the background. It kind of, the heavens and the stars, they're there. But, and I, long, many years ago, I had read about the wisdom of the circling stars, which is the title of a book by Adam Biddleston. But it really isn't until now that I've come to integrate the wisdom of the stars and the emanations from the stars, the radiations of God's qualities coming down at us, to us. And depending on our openness uh, through us, uh, and and allowing that to have its way with me, that's making a big difference. I I love that, and I I certainly have always had an interest in the stars and and the astrological and where. You know, the equinox yesterday and all the things that um, definitely have a impact on us. And so I, I find that very interesting. I've had a very, um, I feel very much, I can relate very much to what you said about a uh, basic training, crawling on your belly. <laughs> I've had a very, um, I had a, a big upset this week. And it's been a real challenge for me this week to be able to put it in perspective and put it on the holy altar and not be totally an ego and want to react and attack and prove my righteousness. <laughs> um, it, it's been very difficult week in that regard. So... Allison. Oh, we have Karen just popped on the line, so we've got Karen on. That's awesome. Hi, Karen. Hi, this is Rich. I think we're... Hi, Rich. Hello, uh, Rich. So. Hi there. I, I expect her any time. So. 
Okay, well, why don't we go ahead and just, uh, Rojana and I were just kind of chit-chatting, and, and uh, we haven't prayed in yet, so why don't we go ahead and pray in and begin this call with prayer. I was uh, looking through the Masterful Living book, and there's some beautiful prayers uh, by Ernest Holmes. So if you guys don't mind, I was going to just go ahead and, and pray one of these beautiful prayers to open us up. Sounds good. And the title of the prayer is, The Time Has Come. So kind of settle in, take a deep breath, and think of God. The time has come. The hour has struck. The power from within has come forth and is expressing through my word. I do not have to wait. Today is the time. Today I enter in all truth today. I am completely healed. Today I enter into my inheritance. Today the truth has made me free. I give great gratitude for everyone on this call that will listen to this call, for this beautiful group of friends that unite every week and and share within love and, and happiness and struggles and gratitude and it's all a blessing and it's given with such grace. I give tremendous thanks for Jennifer as she navigates us through. So may this call be blessed and everyone on it be blessed and everyone that listens to it be blessed. We share that with everyone for we all all are one. In gratitude I give thanks and so it is. Amen. Amen. How beautiful. What a perfect choice, Alison. When you have a chance, let me know on what page and in which book that is. I will. I'll put it on Facebook. Wonderful. Love it. Good, good, good. So, um, Bojana and I were just talking, Rich, and we were, uh, I was sharing and Bojana was sharing about her last couple of days, and it resonated true for me. She made the great analogy of basic training of <laughs> crawling on your belly um, <laughs> through the ins and outs of things, and uh, it's certainly been true for me this week. So, yeah. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm um, just recovering from a long run. I just ran 16 miles, so I'm just moving around a little bit slowly. Whoa. And uh, Karen was out running with her girlfriend, and I thought she'd be back by now, so I expect she'll be here any time, or maybe she'll pop on from her car. I don't know. But, um, Good. yeah, we've uh, we've been doing pretty well. Lots of things in the illusion going on um, that I think we're dealing with pretty well. And, um, yeah, so not too much big news. Good. Okay, well, that's good. Natalie's on the call. Hi, Natalie. Oh, hi. Hello, Natalie. Hi. hi. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was just getting... Okay. So, uh, it, so uh, I'm glad that I'm on the call today. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, as I said, I have some issues regarding the chakra balance. I I mean I, I have always feel that I, I sort of get off and and then and then it feels really really 
off balance and and not not off balance but off. But then I when I just look at look at the 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 aura photo, it's sort of upsetting that the the person is telling me that it seems that that my spiritual practice is not working. You know, yeah, just as what I said in Facebook. Well, what do you feel, Natalie, rather than uh, what is your own feeling? When Do you have the Seven Flames book? Yeah, I have that book. When you, I have found in my own practice that while I cannot really feel my chakras, that when I take that book and put it in my lap and I put my hand on the image of the chakra that I find an immediate transfer of energy of some kind. And that has helped me slowly but surely. Oh, that sounds interesting that 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 image would help. I, I know that that image is of some some power though, as I see that in some meditation cushions and but I I I just didn't try any of these methods. But I I'll try. I'll try that. You know, it's really okay. very simple. Uh not I can't say that I meditate on it, but I join with it as much as I can. I simply as I like to say I allow it to have its way with me. I just relax into it, that's all. My mind doesn't enter into it. I just look at it. And then sometimes I just close my eyes and I still have it in my mind, the visual of it in my mind. And I just, uh, as Americans say, hang out with it. I just rest with it. Yeah. Rest with it. it. It sounds great. I think the and thank you for that. But I think the issue is like I can't start this thing. I mean, I can't start the meditation. I can't start doing that. And and um, and whenever and the feeling that I I can't start it is not. I don't think. I'm not don't think, but I don't feel it's purely from the ego. It's something that I, it's like something is telling me that I'm doing it in the wrong, wrong way, but not exactly wrong, but there are better ways to do that. Um, something is telling me that. So, so because I, I, I don't know if you, you get what I mean, but it's like if technically if my chakras is unbalanced, and when I when I meditate and actually all seven chakras is is I'm energizing all seven of them. But if I but I I think I tend to work more on the top one because that what am I what I am more used to. I mean I'm more comfortable with them and I, I have a tendency to work on them every time I meditate and maybe like Doing, if you do yoga, the yoga teacher will t- tell you to focus on the third eye. And actually, that's where my energy 
is better. And then, not better, but it is actually, but then the more I do that, then, then technically it's more unbalanced because the top ones are, and the top ones are more, I put more energy on doing the top ones and the bottom ones are ignored. It's like when, when people, when the, when the women tell me that I, I sort of forget about, not, not forget, but I thought of not doing anything on the bottom shockers and I, I just get into my, my immediate, my immediate understanding of the, of the bottom shockers and I say, then what, ex- I, I found myself not exactly understanding what, what exactly is the bottom shockers and what exactly are the top ones because I, I feel that that I've, I have been focusing on the connection a lot, the connection with the define and but then I, but there is some meaning that I, I am supposed to be here on earth now still. So, and this type of aspect I, I'm not that focused on, and I think that is more like, do you know what I mean? I. Even the more I meditate, the more unbalanced I am. Is that that's what I'm feeling? Well, what prevents you from focusing on one chakra at a time? I think it's like um I have seen of things like because it it becomes like if I get try to understand this kind of prevention, I tend to seek for knowledge on that I mean I will read books and read the workbook and on even on studying what the chakras are. Honestly, I, I I wasn't that um, not into, but I wasn't that well first on the well un, well understanding on the chakras when before I really know about know know that I have to do something on that that I I sort of mix them up because to me all of all of the spiritual activities is to connect with the divine and I don't really separate them like that. So when you when you ask me this. I can tell, I, knowledge wise, I, I can't really understand, I mean, I can't really get into that because I, I can't even memorize it. But then, when, but, but for second thought, I, I feel that it's not about whether I really, I'm really able to separate the seven, the seven shockers and what they do separately because then I, then I, then I am stuck here. That I, I don't want to do the information searching, and then, but without this, then I don't know what to do. Then, and I, then I'm stuck. That, that's what, what's the state of me now? Well, how about just reading the prayer that accompanies? That's on the right side of the page, rather than getting all entangled in our minds, which happens so easily, <laughs> how about just reading uh, the prayer uh, on the right side of the page and let that be enough? Mm. 
I think I will try this. I'll try it, but I'll try it. Actually, I've been trying and and once I start to meditate, I I will just meditate and even for the for the ACIM workbook, I know that every day the lesson is different. But I when I start to meditate, I I found that my I can't even remember what the sentence is. And I feel that that's, that is a good thing, but you know what I mean? I, I forget the, the aspect of the, of the meditation, but I just stay there and, and it's like I, I can't, I mean, I can't fix it without words. But then I can't use any words. <laughs> it's like some feeling side and is all in terms of energy. That means like maybe raise and a better better explanation of that. That I I sort of need one type of energy instead of one and but I, I'm unable to tune the energy to to that point, like tuning the radio station, I'm, I still can't switch the knob to point to that exact station that I, I need to be in. Well, it sounds like you're trying to make something happen rather than allowing it to come into your awareness. Ah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the point. Thank you. How does that resonate? We try mm. to make things happen with our mind. We allow things to happen with our hearts. Mm. We just point our loving attention on one spot and allow the love to do its work. Yeah. Thank you. I I think that's the thing I I I'm lost in now. I mean I'm I'm so struggling and that's that's what not allowing means. Thank you, Bosina. We all get entangled in, I was going to say, in the pants of our mind, but that's definitely a mixed mixed analogy. But the thinking thinking part is the egoic part, and the egoic part does not want us to find. Its motto is seek but do not find. So it's easier not to stop thinking, but simply to allow, to place our loving attention on one spot. Perhaps then to say the prayer and simply sit with it. When I have found maybe other people can do all seven or the lower four, find that I get entangled if I do. I have found it 
easier and more effective to focus only on one and to for begin with the lower because mm. I do have an open upper and it's much easier to 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 uh, stay there because we feel ah we're strong there so it's a good place to be but not necessarily the most loving place to be the most beneficial place to be Oh, that makes sense. Thank you. Anybody else have uh, thoughts on clearing chakras or connecting? I can, um, this is Rich, I can just uh, reinforce the idea of taking uh, whatever you can take of it. Uh, it. It's a kind of a different way of thinking, than, at least for me, than I was used to at one point. So it's just a matter of uh, taking, uh, like reading the prayers, as you said, or taking some small piece of it and, and work with that. I also find that I prefer to refer to energy centers rather than chakras. Even though I am multilingual, um, I, I prefer the word energy center because in, in that I can relate to the quality that it is meant to receive. What kind of energy do I want concentrated there? Chakra is a foreign word to me. I don't speak Hindi. Or, or <laughs> I don't know yeah. whether it's a Sanskrit word or not, but it's not my language. It's not my language, but energy center is. What do I want to feel in my base energy center? I want to feel protection. I want to feel faith. I want to feel the will of God. That kind of connects easily. I don't get that same feeling when I use the word chakra.
Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking what, how I, how I look into this work. Actually, I, I'm not that into this whole idea of shockers, but it's weird, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm not that into that idea, but then I, then I, then I took those oral photos because I, I'm not exactly. I mean, it, it, it. Feels like an intuition to me to to have taken those photos twice, but but anyway, I I wasn't that well isn't that uh, into those energy centers concepts and 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 the seven rays or whatever because I it feels like to me that separating the the energy into aspects is a bit difficult for me. I mean, it's easy to separate personalities for me. I mean, like anagram, I can I can separate them. But for energies, I I can only I can only feel feel like a it is a high energy or a low energy is like a vertical. Vertical scale, but then there, I can't do the typing, and it feels just not, just not more my feeling to that. So that's why I was saying that I can't turn, turn myself to that, that station. As I, I'm not actually aware that of that. There are seven rays, or I heard that some that there are some other reasons, but. That that's the that's the thing, but it just feel doesn't lie, isn't right. I mean, <laughs> just my you know. It, yeah. it took me a real long time, and I continue to adjust to the fact that these are qualities of God. Mm-hmm. That this these are aspects of the nature of God. Mm. that the angels represent different aspects mm-hmm. of our angels, that we have these different energy centers. But when you refract light in, in a, a prism, you get a rainbow. You get different colors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, God is not one thing only. There are so many different nuances. And we don't know them all. These are all approximations. Mm. And mind can get a better better grasp. Yeah. We We cannot define God with our human mind. But we get a little closer if we look at the light and say, wow, here is light, but it has these different colors. So love has many different feeling qualities to it. And so do the angels. And they're separate in with the archangels of feeling and the Elohim as the entities of building 
I'm still wrapping my mind around the fact that in the higher realms, there are different nooks and crannies, different representatives of different aspects of God. Because, and this is my own way, that if one entity represented all of it, then that entity would be all of God. Including the capacity to self-generate, meaning to create oneself. And that is not so. We are creators, but we are not our own source. So I can't have everything because then I would be source. I am the recipient of source, but I am not the source. Uh, Natalie, this is Rich again. i just say a couple of things about all the different uh, <clears throat> learning opportunities that are presented to us in ML3 or in the course or, you know, in anything that we're studying. And, and I think that I try to view these uh, as an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to um, uh, begin to awaken, an opportunity to see God's love. And I have experienced that th those are opportunities, and I may, for whatever reason, they may not take those, or they may not uh, connect with me at a particular moment. And the Flames is a good example. When I first, when Jennifer first introduced, and I got the book, and it, it just didn't speak to me at all. So uh, rather than struggle with that and figure out was something's wrong with me, or I don't understand it, or whatever, I just sort of like kept it on my altar space. <laughs> and listened to other people talk about it, and then began to look at it again, and then it started to make some sense to me, or it was helpful to me. Uh, it, it, that I still don't find everything in that book helpful, but I find lots of things helpful. But I think it is that sense of, of waiting and being open to all these different opportunities to learn and to, and to, be a, to come to an awakened state. <clears throat> and then Holy Spirit tells us what we need to know about them, and it may be a a particular thing like the chakras or the flames or something is not right now for us, you know, or it, it may be for some people, but it may not be the time for us. So if we can just stay open to that possibility, <clears throat> being uh, very loving towards ourselves and not blameful and so forth about not getting it, it's just uh, the right time will come or uh, a, a teaching will come that will move us closer to being awake. So... Um, I just recommend and prefer that sort of a gentle, gentle approach to it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, too. Hi. Is Karen on? Karen is uh, in Stanford. Yes, I, I am. Here oh. I am. Oh, you're on now. Okay, you got in the car. Okay, she's on. You mentioned I'm last on. 
you mentioned last uh, week you were interested in talking about the body. I am, and I'm driving. So oh, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm driving until I get home. Okay. Okay, but I'm glad to be on the call with everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Karen. Hey, Karen. Good morning. Well, uh, there's probably lots of stuff to talk about the body. Uh, <laughs> I said we just got done with a long run, so our body, my body is speaking to me. But it's interesting when you're out, uh, you know, doing a long run and your body starts to ache and complain, uh, but you want to go ahead and continue to run. Uh, I found a long time ago this sense of... Uh, of uh, being very accepting and loving toward the body. So I, I actually talk to my body when I'm running, and, like, my hamstring muscles are very tight or they're starting to hurt. And uh, I guess it's kind of like Jennifer says when she talks about talking to ourselves and, say, darling, sweetheart, and so forth. A long time ago, I started talking to my hamstring muscles and said, uh, you know, I hear you. I know it's hard for you right now. I've got some wonderful orange juice as soon as we get back to the car. Uh, you know, I really appreciate all you're doing for me and that kind of thing. And I've actually found that very helpful um, in just expressing that kind of love to, to my body. Uh, even though it's an illusion, it still seems helpful. Yeah, I, I think I have similar experience in talking to the body, but not not exactly like that, but but there was one that I have some uh, abdominal pain. Uh, I don't know why I suddenly have a severe abdominal pain for for a whole week. But then, but then I I I booked a, a specialist for that actually. But then, but then it was available days after, so there's not helping me to release the pain immediately. And then I. One morning when I was about to wake up, I I just decided, okay, I, I, that was the time that I used to raise, by the way. I, I sent the green green energy to that to that that particular portion of my body. And then just, uh, it was like a miracle. Just after a few minutes, the pain just gone. It's like, I have, it, it, it feels like that I have some kind of ulcers or maybe anyway some something inside the abdomen and then and then and then it just break i mean and then the pain is just gone and i feel so, and, and i can actually feel some liquid coming out but then anyway i'm i'm fine now but but that was that was one 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 kind of small i i I feel like it's like more like a magic than a miracle than then. But it's some experience that I have on the on the body. Does that sound too 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 alarming or 
what did you say, Natalie? But does that sound too alarming? Or what I mean that this experience, because I, 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 it feels like even myself feels like oh, that that really can happen. Like the the healing to the body, not healing, but like not. It's really like curing it, but I, I, it feels like it's, yeah. Well, it doesn't sound alarming uh, at all. <laughs> I was going to, uh, we had an experience at the retreat where Jennifer Don Akers was um, talking to us about it and trying to draw the distinction between our we, the essence of ourself or our big S, is um, different than our body. So she had us uh, get a hold of the fatty part of our one of our fingers and pinch it as hard as we could, you know, like with your nails. And it was painful. But she said, now, is that pain really you? Are you, is that you really you? And it really wasn't, you know, because you could, you could experience the pain, but it was out there. It wasn't, it wasn't me. It was out there. So it was a, it was a kind of a really interesting illustration of how we're really not our body. We feel our body, but we're not our body. And so you could see that, experience that pain, but it's not us. And just uh, having that experience allows the pain to diminish and to release and certainly allows us to release anxieties that we might have about the pain because it isn't us, so we don't have to worry about it. And we can release those fears that we have about it. So uh, that was a, I thought that was a really cool little, very simple little illustration that she had us do that, that, that would, had, had impact on me. That makes sense. Thanks. Hey, you guys, it's Allison. If you guys will excuse me for a minute, my dog is having a little uh, attack outside, and i got to go check it out. So I'm going to excuse myself from the call for just a moment, okay? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Rich? Yes, I'm here. Would you mind repeating that? Okay. Uh, well, what Jennifer, uh, or not Jennifer, that's my name, Regina, uh, yeah. had us, Dude, I, I can't remember exactly the context. I have to go back to my notes, but <clears throat> she was trying to illustrate uh, that you know that we have a body and that we take care of our body, but we're not our body. We're really spirit. We're not body. <clears throat> and but sometimes when we have body complaints that we have pain or whatever, we feel like we are body. You know, uh, I say, oh, I've, I've got a headache, or I've got a you know a pain in my abdomen, or I've got a pain in my muscle, and it's like that's me. <clears throat> but what she had us do was to to just take uh, the the tip of a finger and take that skin between fingernails, like if you had your index finger and you were put your thumbnail and your third fingernail and you just pinched your your uh, finger, you could create some pain there doing that. But it then asks the question: Is that really you that you're experiencing? Oh, Karen's home dog's working, um, and it's and the answer is no. That's not that's not me. That's that's a, that's something I'm feeling. But it's not it's not me. So um, so anyhow, that was a good illustration that although we have a body and we want to care for our body, it is not us. You know, we're spirit. We're not we're not the body. And in doing that, <clears throat> it allows I think us to it allows me at least to release uh, concerns and anxieties that I have about my about my body. It doesn't mean I don't take care of it, but I just don't have to. It's not me, so I don't have that same kind of 
anxiety or fear about it. It's just it's something that I have and I'll care for, and it may hurt, but it's not me. So then that was really the essence of it. Thanks. You're welcome. You know, last week, this is Kathy. Last week when, when Karen mentioned to, wanting to talk about concerning the body this week, I thought about it because through history there's been a lot of problem with that. And sometimes I think course students, we in, when we do the practice that, that we're not the body, sometimes it happens that we take a negative attitude towards the body which isn't the point of the course. But I, I just wanted to read a little thing from um, The Power of Now, uh, Eckhart Tolle. And he says, the fact is that no one ever has become enlightened through denying or fighting the body or through an out-of-the-body experience. Although such an experience can be fascinating and can give you a glimpse of the state of liberation from the material form, in the end, you will always have to return to the body where the essential work of transformation takes place. Transformation is through the body and not away from it. And I thought that was, it was helpful to me because sometimes I take on that attitude of, of having a, a, a negative attitude toward the body, but it's meant to be used as a communication tool and to do the transformation work. And I, it's helpful for me, like you said, Rich, to, to care for the body and use it respectfully. I remembered um, Karen's uh, desire a little bit too late, and I posted something on our Facebook page, which speaks to a part of that. And if you don't mind, it's fairly brief, so I would like to read it if it's all right with everybody. It says, this is taken from the Ascended Masters Teaching Foundation 21 Lessons book. And it says, healing, protection, and perfection will manifest when the luminous presence of Jesus or any ascended master is called forth and then visualized. If you will see in your mind, which is visualizing, the ascended Jesus Christ in blazing white light stand at the back of you and enfold you in that blazing light and feel its blazing white essence penetrate every part of your body, your mind, and your feelings. Practice of this will prove the power that is within it. You can also enfold every individual you wish to assist in this luminous presence of Jesus the Christ and see the healing and perfection take place as the light replaces all the shadows. 
We harbor our shadows in parts of our bodies. Our four lower bodies. And they have to be dealt with. Cleansed, purified. And that doesn't happen by itself. So while I may choose not to obsess over a new wrinkle in my cheek, I wouldn't want to discount my body to such a degree that I only take care of its outer needs, but also address the need for purification within that body. While the Course says frequently, I am not a body, I am free, I am still as God created me, the fact that I have one, and that it harbors shadows to me is important. And I have been practicing that light. And I find it gets easier. And I'm able to accept more of that light and relax. I live in New York City. I've been here almost 50 years. God help me, I don't think I've ever been fully relaxed. Until now, when I know I can count on that light, I can count on that pillar of light around me, on that blue flame surrounding me for added protection. And I think for the first time in my life, I can walk in peace. I'm beginning to walk in peace. Hi everyone, it's Karen. Hey Karen. And um, uh, the reason I brought—I know we're very late into the phone call, so uh, you know I'm sorry that I was not here from the beginning. And uh, um, I, I went where I, maybe this is just food for thought for the next week. But um, <clears throat> where I was coming from last week was just having had that experience with Regina Don Acres. Uh, it was very easy for me, and I've had this experience other times in my life when um, 
I am experiencing something that the body would call, you know, pain or whatever, and I can disassociate and go to self, like Rich was mentioning, for a little while. <laughs> and then I come back to body. And, um, you know, the body is such an incredible manifestation of uh, the belief in separation uh, when we see ourselves as separate bodies and so on. Uh, and uh, what what came to my awareness was that um, one of the things that in my own experience is that when, and, and you know, for people who struggle with chronic pain, um, the kind of thing that uh, can take away your hope that it's going to get better, you know, that creates a whole new challenge. Uh, it's one thing to pinch your finger and disassociate. It's a whole other thing to live with um, issues of health that um, challenge one moment by moment to stay focused on self. And uh, so I just brought it up because I thought, you know, there are times when I get a migraine headache and I'm like, uh, I'd like to just go lay down in the middle of the road and let somebody run over me. I'm just uh, nowhere with, <laughs> with uh, you know, that horrible that I've, when I've had migraines. Um, and I think it's um, important to spend a little time thinking about and talking about that that lesson in the course that says, you know, I am not a body, I am free, I am as God created me, which sounds great. Uh, it's just the body is a very powerful manifestation of separation. And I was just wondering, as Masterful Living students, how other people are, are um, living with that or experiencing the human, <laughs> having their human experience with that. But I think, you know, I know we're late into the call, and so I, I that was kind of what I was thinking about, and um, and there may be other topics that other people prefer to talk about, but that was just in my mind last week. This is Anna Marie. Uh, I am thinking, I have been thinking lately that there is a reason why we have to understand our chakras better. And I came to realize that perhaps through learning more from the chakras, I will be, I may be able to understand why I have certain pains occasionally and that I will find the way of, of putting it on the altar fire for release. Because right now, I try to have it released, but I think I don't have enough understanding how to, how to let go of whatever is in my subconscious that bothers me and that, in fact, causes a ripple effect in my body, especially in my lower body, even though I am not I don't have any major problem, but I'm very aware that I sometimes have pains that are probably related to my soul, my soul thinking, my soul truth that has not, obviously, has to evolve more in the spiritual. 
I just put this out for your thoughts. Yeah, Anna Marie, uh, when I when Karen was talking about the her her thoughts about the body, actually I I was thinking that um, one thing that I read the that is bothering me is that um, I'm a person that I I don't really uh, focus on the body a lot. I mean, I don't really, I, I can not, I mean, my attention to my body is so low that sometimes I, I'm really unconscious about whether I'm cold or hot. And this is what my friend tell me that, that I'm like wearing long sleeves in summer and then I wear the short sleeves in winter, but I have no feeling about that. I, I, and I, and with pain or whatsoever, I, I, I know that it is there. I mean, the pain is there, but then I, I sort of disconnect with it. And, but it, it's not the same with what Rick, uh, Rick is saying that, uh, we, we know that I separate my, I, that I'm really telling myself that I'm not a body, but then I, then I, then, but it's like more like I am suppressing all those, all those feelings. I, I don't know why I have this kind of behavior or way of thinking, but I'm sort of suppressing all those physical feelings in, in my, and I, and I sort of relate it to my, to my weakness in the lower chakras as well. I mean, I, I sort of think that this might be related to my lower chakras as well because I have, uh, uh, because I, I know that the thing is I have some pain, chronical pain with the bones I, I, I'm having and I, it's clearly about some, that it is really what you say that my body is telling me that I'm not that grounded and therefore I have the legs problem. I've, I have some, spinal problem and but then I I sort of just suppress it I just ignore it and live with it for many years I mean I have this kind of problem since I'm small but it's painful and when the doctor say is looking at me after all, all these years they said it should be painful but why aren't you seeing the doctor so it's like I suppress it so I'm thinking what's your idea about suppressing and really facing it the body because I, I I agree with you that it relates to shocker but just what I'm thinking <laughs> how to Natalie because it is in our bodies that we experience feelings so and when we don't let give those feelings free passage we constrict energy, and that constricted energy over time causes issues, and this is within our body. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you are uh, you are Chinese. You are familiar with uh, acupuncture with Tuan Ma. Yeah. Uh, you have um, developed that 
science to the most beautiful uh, way to the highest degree already for such a long time. That's only beginning to find a foothold here in the West. There are all these passageways in the body, these energy, tiny nadas, these tiny and bigger energy centers, apart from the big ones, the, 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 the so-called chakra. Yeah. If we suppress, we are going to cause a problem. Feelings are energy, energy in motion. So what you're saying is that pain is actually a physical feeling to, that is like a defined alarm clock. And this oh, sounds interesting. Absolutely. It is coalesced energy, coagulated energy, concentrated, stuck energy. And it is a divine alarm clock. Very much so. And the secret is, if I can call it secret, it is that we recognize what feelings are there that are, I am suppressing. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to... Somehow, I'm trying to work my way through that. Wunderbar, <laughs> mm-hmm. Annemarie. Danke. <laughs> Wonderful. Seeing uns. <laughs> so, Chinese, Natalie, that yeah. would be the equivalent of Han Hao. So what do we exactly do with these kind of feelings? I mean, with emotions, I know that isn't, it's good to write it down or express it out. But for pain, does that mean that I just let it be painful and I, I just suffer with the pain? You know what I mean? It. I understand. I was trying to relate this to what Rick said earlier on on the fingernail thing and I don't identify myself with it but then it sounds like it's different from suppressing but I still can get it I mean yeah it sounds like we have our subject for the next session <laughs> but yes okay we- sorry I'm back um it's Allison. I apologize for having to step away for a minute. Um, it's 12.30, so weird time. Is everyone okay? Does anyone else need to speak or get something said before we uh, pray out? Yes, I just quickly wanted to say to Natalie, yes, Natalie, do write down. Take pen and paper and write down what is this pain telling me, and then just let your hand write whatever comes up yeah interesting i'll try that thank you amen 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 yes 
Okay, so who would like to pray us out today? I will. This is Karen. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, and the last thing that I wanted to add was just how grateful I am for my prayer partners. I had three fabulous phone calls this week, and um, all three we remembered to laugh a lot and uh, to uh, gently help each other to awaken to ourselves. So uh, that prayer partnerships are just awesome. So placing our hand on our heart and taking a deep breath of gratitude, We say thank you to the universe, to the creator, to the loving energy that surrounds us, in us, through us, above us, below us. We give thanks for this community, for the sharing, for the wisdom, for the awakening. We are doing it together. We're doing it day by day, moment by moment. We're so grateful for Jennifer's guidance And we are grateful for all those angels that intersect with our life and whose lives we intersect with, who give us opportunities to remember who we are. We surrender all limiting beliefs and blocks to love as we identify them and know that when we surrender them, we are letting them go and never need to revisit them again. As we surrender those limiting thoughts, we we strengthen our our spiritual muscle and our conviction and our willingness to grow into our awakened state and know it more and more day by day. And may we share the benefits of our awakening and our learning with everyone that we meet. In grace and gratitude, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you.